It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Season three! Oh, boy. Here it comes. Even though we've done this show like 250 times, I still have no idea what I'm talking about. We may not know what we're doing, but we're having fun. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. The only way the out is up. This is How this to Do Life. How to Do Life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd! Just a quick warning. How to Do Life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about How to Do Life. Let's get into it. Good morning, Heather. Hey. How's it going today? Um, going pretty awesome. How about you? Awesome. It's going fantastic. Um, we got our we got our live stream going. Uh-huh. Gonna try to manage it. Yeah. Getting better at it every week. It's it's a little bit of um multitasking. Yes, but we're we're getting better at it every week, I think. Yeah. I mean, this is like the third week. So hopefully yeah. we'll see how it goes today. We're pretending to be millennials with all the tech yeah, it's, it's happening at the same it's time. It's too much for me. It's too much for me. All right, um, let's start off with a little bit of housekeeping, Heather. Okay. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Heather. Yeah? We did not hear from Belgium. <gasps> what? It's totally, I mean, I'm sure it's just a time zone situation. I'm sure. I'm a little disappointed, but we did hear from our small but faithful Australian fan club. <laughs> Australia is catching up in the numbers. I feel like maybe we scared Belgium. Oh. Don't be afraid, Belgium. No, we're totally nice. If you don't want a speaking part on our show, it's okay. <laughs> Just keep listening. And thank you, Australia. Yeah. For stepping up, Sherry, Shari, mm-hmm. Denise. Thank y'all. And keep sharing us around Australia. I think I think we're going to end up having to do an Australian tour at some point. I mean, oh, gosh, I hope so. It's going to be a wild thing. I hope so. We should have an Australia and Belgium battle. Uh, yeah. Some type of, like, I mean, challenge. Belgium needs to step up. Right. Come on, Belgium. They're the, they're the silent We dedicated a show right to you. <laughs> Come on. We are wearing our shirts today that we discussed last week on uh-huh. the shows. I don't remember if it was Wednesday or Friday last week, but we talked about you're wearing good vibes, mm-hmm. not only. Right. Just good vibes. Yeah. I'm wearing Sober AF, which is, um, I don't know if it's going to be a limited run or a long-term run, but it's currently accurate and true. You can wear it whenever it is appropriate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Maddie likes our dancing. Thanks, Maddie. Oh, thanks, we like Maddie. You too. We like we you, like you. <laughs> I want to do a shout out to my nephew today. My nephew oh. leaves for basic training today. Oh, um, wow. Which which branch? Um, he's the reserves. The, okay, yeah, cool. National Guard. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah, National Guard. Excellent. Um, Jake, we are very proud of you. Yay, thanks, awesome Jake. Awesome kid. Yay, Jake. Thank you for being um, brave enough to do the things that I'm not. Right. I'm too chicken to do. Thank you, Jake. I got I to gotta confess something, Heather. Oh, no. It's time for a true confession. You are forgiven, my child. Bless her heart. My notes got wiped out for this show. (laughs) So everything was kind of put together pretty on the fly today. Hopefully we hit everything that we were meant to. (laughs) I started a Word document pretty much right after last week's show. There were a couple things that I knew I was going to want to follow up on Uh and some things that came up. And I started a document, just a Word doc, on my computer. And... 
it was saved. Like, it's on my desktop, and it's got the title on it. But when I opened it to add more notes to it, because I took some other notes, like, in a notebook all week, and I was going right. to put them all together on the computer screen this morning. Uh-huh. I got up at, like, 5.30 a.m. to assemble everything together and make sure that we were going to have a fabulous show today. Right. And I opened that document, and it was blank. <laughs> That's what you get for working ahead. That's what you get for working ahead. So um, hopefully we're going to get everything today. You know, I must confess that uh, there's a lot of things. We have a lot of things to get through. I've got a lot of little nuggets here and there. Um, so it's going to be, we have a lot to cover. So I guess we'll just uh, we'll just move on it and, and, and see, see how we're doing. It's like the early days of the show when we would show up with like a yellow sticky note with a couple of things <laughs> exactly. jotted down oh, on doing it. Doing our best here. Doing our best. <laughs> totally Oh, uh, Darby's watching us. Hi, Darby. Hey, Darby. I was on uh, the show with your brother this morning. That was fun. That was a good time. All right. Um, I've, got, uh, I've got something to recommend. Now here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend... So first, a quick update on a guest. Our friend Randy from the newspaper, uh, she's not going to be able to come in quite as soon as we hoped that she would. So, But that's okay. Um, She's still on our docket. She will come in at some point when it all works out and we can get the timing right between Heather and myself and Randy. Maybe, who knows, because we were going to do a call-in. Who knows if we, you know, get this virus stuff under control and if everything works out. It'd be lovely if we actually get to have her in here. So that would be she will be worth the wait for sure. Absolutely. But speaking of local journalism, I watched a limited series on Netflix called Trial 4. Um, it was a pretty neat story. It's about a man who was convicted of murdering a police officer in Boston. Um But the newspaper, the Boston Globe, was the first to uncover some real corruption in the Boston PD at that time. Mm. It was back in the late 80s, early 90s. And and the the newspaper is really what sparked the interest in this. This guy ended up going to trial four times, trial four, Mm. um, for for the same case. And it's really interesting. Um, I definitely recommend that you check it out it's an interesting you know kind of social justice piece to watch i liked it um the end of it got a little more political than i necessarily wanted it to be but it it is interesting commentary it's worth a watch and um thank you to the newspaper (laughs) for i mean without local journalism sometimes problems in our community are easily covered up Absolutely. And that's what a newspaper is for. Yeah, and I think that journalists sometimes, at least portrayed in television shows, um, get this this reputation for being pushy and nosy and, you know, trying to expose things um, or get to the story. Um, But that's a really, really important job. Transparency is one of our most valuable valued elements of democracy yeah so um we're gonna talk a lot about democracy today so that's good and you know while we're talking about local journalism congratulations to you you had some lovely pieces in the sunday democrat last week uh about some of our hometown heroes our covid responders and it was really good and you you wrote very beautifully i I sent you a text that said that it was neutral politically but yet emotional and i thought you did a good job with it nice work heather thank you yeah Let's do a very quick update on our goals. And now it's time to talk about our goals. I did 42 miles this week. Woo! Yeah, and you know what? I am most proud of 
one of the days that I only did the base five miles. Yeah. Because, okay, so our book club book by David Sedaris, Calypso, has uh-huh. a story in it called Stepping Out. Yeah, I read it. Did you? Yeah. Where he talks about getting obsessed about his steps, like that he got a Fitbit and that, you know, 10,000 steps, cool. I should make it 15. Uh-huh. I should make it 20. I should make it 25. I should make it 30. You know, until he's walking <laughs> so much that and picking up so much trash on his walks and he's out for like 30 miles a day and they name a garbage truck after him, <laughs> um, which is true. I've heard this story yeah. multiple times, you know, which I, I think is really funny. Um, but I got a little bit like that with my goal. I was like, well, I'm going to do 50 miles this week. Mm-hmm. My goal is 35. Right. My goal is 35. It's five miles a day. And I had like mathed it out. All right, if I do seven and a half every day for the next whatever, then I'll get to 50. And then came a day that I didn't want to go out at all. And the reason I didn't want to go is because I didn't have time or inclination to do like eight miles. Right. And I was like, put your shoes on and go because you only have to go five miles. Yeah, you only have to do five. And so I put my shoes on. And I was literally just watching for it to hit 2.5 so I could turn around and retrace my steps and go home because I didn't want to do it, but I did it. So I'm most proud of that five miles. I'm more proud of that five miles than days that I did nine miles. Yeah. I'm really proud of that five, you know? I just looked up in my Garmin app to see what I did. I did 41.6 last week. We were very, very on pace with one another. And I've been noticing that I'm kind of front-loading a lot of miles because like like you I only need to do like 38 miles a week mm-hmm. but I know that there's going to be travel and there I'm going to be in places where I can't get the the miles in right and so if I go over then it's like okay good I've got bank for if I have an off week right because yesterday I took a total day off I had zero steps Oh, yeah, I think I saw that. You posted it on yeah. Facebook that you just took a break, took, right? Took a day off. And that is cool. That's fine to do that. It is totally okay to do that. And, you know, we can always benefit from those off days or from those days that we just do the minimum. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. So I'm proud of myself that I achieved my goal and that I didn't force myself to be an overachiever. Like, So where I was was if I don't overachieve, I just shouldn't do it at all. You know, the big pendulum swing. Yeah, right? we get and stuck so in that. I did my minimum and I moved on. I really enjoyed my rest day. And when I know that with overachievers like us, it's really difficult to take a rest day. But I know that I need it when I'm not aggravated mm-hmm. by the fact that I'm resting. Like if right. I'm like, oh, I, I hate rest days. I want to go out and run or I want to go out and walk then that's difficult. But there are some times where it's like, no, I'm not going to. And if I'm fine with it, then I know I really need the rest. Yeah, I think that that's good. I think that that's really good. Can I give you a goal update? Sure. I would um, love that. My spending goal. Oh, yeah. I realized that this week is going to be a pretty interesting um, situation on my front porch because you may recall that in my effort to streamline my spending. Oh, you did the Amazon pantry. Right. (laughs) You got a delivery coming? So this is the week when I discover whether or not what it looked like I was ordering is actually what I ordered. (laughs) Because I remember there have been times when I've done this before when I got like an entire box filled with hazelnut cream coffee, Mm -hmm. which now I have had so much of I cannot stomach another cup. (laughs) And I still have like eight packs of it. Oh my. And so the packages are going to start arriving, and I will let you know whether Please, I ordered the right stuff. We will look forward to that update next week. <laughs>
You know, the other day that I liked of my walking last week was that um, I did a big walk with my kids one day. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they... We, it, it wasn't our most quality exercise walk, perhaps. <laughs> so okay. when we made it to the half mile mark, they wanted to stop and have a snack. <laughs> <laughs> when we made it to the one mile mark, they wanted to stop at a restaurant and have a full meal. Oh my God. <laughs> then when we left the restaurant, they were afraid it was going to rain and they figured that we should turn back and go home. <laughs> So with the children, I got about two and a third miles. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It's always fun to just get out and do something with your kids, and the things you learn from your children on these events is is, is exciting. So when we got back from this treacherous, treacherous commute, <laughs> they were hungry again. Right, right. So um, they started making toast <laughs> and. Lots and lots and lots of toast. Oh, my gosh. Like, probably, they probably had at least five pieces of toast each, right? So, like, wow. a loaf of bread is just diminishing quickly. That was a big two miles. Yeah, yes, it was very, very, very difficult. So, they're eating toast, 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 toast. Toast with jelly, toast with peanut butter, toast with Nutella, toast with butter, toast with this jam, toast with that jam. Toast, 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 toast. You can eat it in the morning with the one you love the most. <laughs> toast. Okay? So, it's toast, 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 toast. And... My son walks outside with his toast, and I kind of, you know, you, you twist up the bag, and you, you know, tuck it under, and I put the lids on all the accoutrements, mm -hmm. and he walks back in, and he says, is the toast party over? Aww. And it was so <laughs> cute party. that I opened everything back up, and he starts making more toast, and he looks at me, and he says, I'm going to make a restaurant that's all toast. I'm in. I love toast. And I'm like, Okay. And he's like, it's going to be a five-star restaurant. You get to pick your breads, any bread you want, toasted to the level that you want it. If you like dark toast, if you like light toast, if you, you know, whatever you like, all the best toppings, all the best breads, it's going to be a restaurant that is only toast. And I'm like, this seems like the next big New York City phenomenon. Right, yeah. We've had ramen. Mm -hmm. We've had grilled cheese. Mm -hmm. We've had all these things. Cereal. Yeah. Your cereal restaurants. Right. Yeah. The cereal and the and the milk that they sell, like right. the cereal infused milk. So I'm like, this is a really good idea. I think next week is the week that we are going to have Jerry from Jerry's Cafe on. <laughs> I see where this is going. I think Jerry, Jerry, I think we're going to have to uh, start the toast restaurant. I think it could be the next big phenomenon. I really, I really feel like we're onto something here. I really, really do. I really feel like we're onto something. So... I was talking to um, Greg this morning on, on after his show, and I was thinking that we could do it almost like hibachi style. Like, there could be, like, the table has slots in it. You can make your own toast. Like, we aren't even going to make the toast for you. You toast it to the level you want it. Now, that's where you could get my little one because he would be the most discriminating customer at the toast restaurant because making toast for him is like Russian roulette. <laughs> and if you get it wrong, you die. Right. I mean, he wants a bagel lightly toasted. Mm -hmm. And what he will not define what lightly toasted means. You just need to know. <laughs> you need to know. And then he wants cream cheese, but the cream cheese needs to be completely smooth. 
or he will not eat it. It's infuriating. I hope that you make him make his own. I told him, I was like, if you want, if you're going to be that specific with how you want yeah. your food, then you make it yourself. Absolutely. I will make you a bagel and cream cheese, but I am not, no. I am. I don't take special orders. Now, I will tell you that the toast restaurant probably would do it exactly how Well, I'm liked. not running the toast restaurant. I'm, I'm saying, though, that that is what is going to make it high end. That's what's going to yes. make it an auspicious event to come yeah. to the toast restaurant. Well, he'll be able to charge a lot of money. Yeah, I think so. Like, it'll be like $20 for like four slices. This is a toast. It's going to be, I think we've got, I think we've got a real thing here. Oh my gosh. So, okay. Back to my Amazon. We have a comment from Jennifer who says she ordered six mustards from, <laughs> that happened to me. Yes. With the, um, well, with the coffee and then also with um, vitamins, I ordered like six packs of kids vitamins. I ordered um, honey the other day and they said it was delivered and it's not. And the kids really wanted honey on the toast, right, you know, yeah. so full circle here, you know, <laughs> and um, they, the kids were like, why can't you just buy this at the grocery store? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I ordered it on the Amazon and <laughs> and I refused to buy it at the grocery store when we went to the grocery yesterday because it's supposed it's to be coming, coming from yeah. Amazon. And yeah, it was, it was, so we didn't have all the toppings we needed. Well, the toast know. restaurant was short a little bit, you know. I I'll make some- a comment on Yelp. <laughs> yes, leave, leave a comment. <laughs> they don't have honey. They need it. Um, Heather, I have something that I'm a little curious to know. You know, this is probably nosy, personal, and none of her business. But she just can't help it, you know? She is just curious to know. We've talked in the past about social media and our children's usage of social media mm-hmm. and how much we are grateful that we didn't have social media when we were young. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, one of my children had an incident on social media, oh. um, an incident where a friend of a friend tagged my child and said something really, really nasty, Oh, no. really terrible. And then tagged me to be sure that I would see it about my child. Said this about her? About my child and tagged me. Hey, your daughter, blank, look at this, right? So I'm curious to know how you would handle that situation. I would probably, after the fire stopped coming out of my ears, (laughs) I would probably um, go on some type of a vicious rampage to find (laughs) the person who did that and have a very stern talking to. Well... What I did, and um, I was actually really proud of my daughter and how she handled all this. She handled this very graciously. Um, She said, I don't really know this person. I do know that what this person is saying about me is untrue. Yeah. Um, And she's like, "I, I think that this person has some personal problems in their life and that maybe this person even, I, I don't want to go into it too much, but has some problems with their mother and mm. maybe is resentful toward people who have quality relationships with their mother, yeah. you know? And um, so she she was very, very gracious. And she was like, I mean, I know those things aren't true. And um, we both um, blocked this child. And then I screenshot what the kid had done and sent it to it was from two different schools and I sent it to the principals and guidance counselors at both schools like I don't know the child I don't know their home situation I don't know anything about them I I just like I felt like as an adult to be pulled into a junior high school middle school drama the place the thing that I needed to do or like my right role in this was to just be a responsible adult and just bring it to awareness. And I will say that I've already heard back from my school's guidance counselor, you know, who is proud of 
my daughter's handling of it. And, you know, like we have, I didn't need the school to intervene. I wasn't asking the school to do anything. Right. You know, um, I just wanted them to be aware. Yeah. It was just a really, like, when I sit and consider what these kids deal with and what these kids, you know, see on a day-to-day basis and how tied to one another they are. Like I said, my daughter has never met this person. Now, that's part of our social media rules, too, yeah. that you're not supposed to be friends with someone that you haven't met in person. Right. And she's like, well, we have a mutual friend. And I'm like, no. That's not the so same thing. It was an opportunity for us to rewrite the rules, to work through social media. And I would just encourage all of our families at home to take a moment, sit down with your kids, look through, you know, who they are, quote, friends with, and make sure that they know those people. And you know, I, th- I think it's always something to be mindful of. And it's different than when we grew up and we have to stay on top of it. Basically. So are you saying that being calm and rational and showing empathy is better than <laughs> um, storming across town and yelling at somebody? I think that it can be. <laughs> and I think that my daughter was more gracious than I would have been. I, I really do. I really do. Like yeah. if someone had posted that about me. Right. I think I would have reacted differently, you know, but I feel good that I showed her the appropriate way to respond. And I showed her the email that I sent to the school and that it was very neutrally written and it wasn't, you know, nasty or accusatory or anything. It was just, this is it. And this seventh grade child chose to tag me in this. So Mm -hmm. I felt that I should bring it to another adult's attention, you know? Yeah. It was totally a weird thing. All right. I'm going to jump up on the soapbox and we're going to really get into it today. And here comes the soapbox. My soapbox today is going to be a quite unpopular opinion, I think. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> today would have been a purple lipstick show if I cared what anybody else thought. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't. I want to step back a week. Yeah. And I want to talk about the inauguration. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was an auspicious occasion. It was rich in tradition. It was beautiful. I feel like our past president, good, bad, and different, didn't uphold a lot of the traditions that Mm -hmm. we were used to as a country. I feel like the coronavirus hasn't allowed us to uphold a lot of our traditions. We haven't been able to do some of the things that, you know, we normally do in the order that we usually do them in the way that we usually do them. And I am a person who likes order. I thrive with ceremony. Yeah. I am the band kid who sat through countless graduations. (laughs) And they were the same every time. There's a a system and this is how we do it. And it's the right way to do it. I liked watching that inauguration. I like watching the past presidents club. I like watching these men put democracy and the constitution and upholding tradition above party or person. Mm-hmm. And we got to see, you know, our past presidents sit together, you know, and, and speak to one another. We got to see a level of decorum. I felt like watching the inauguration, this is the America that I like. There was a level of decorum and a level of decency and a level of, you know, America that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Even from, uh, and I'm not saying that it was Biden and that he was great because I watched those debates (laughs) and those debates were a mess. And we made a lot of jokes after those debates, kind of, in my opinion, as a way to hold ourselves together. Like, man, this was a shit show. This was crazy. This is nonsense. Right. And God, like, let's find some humor in it to keep ourselves going. Right. 
I thought the inauguration was so, like I was so proud. I was proud of our country. Like we haven't had very many things in the past several months that have been a good display to the world. Yeah. You know, we mm-hmm. had our our capital situation, it was terrible. We've had a lot of things that have made us look like WWF wrestlers, yeah. you know, like 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 just kind of bottom of the barrel. And so to me, I was really proud of the inauguration. It made us look in the way that I want to project our country to the world. And so to me, the Bernie memes were completely unnecessary. They made me wonder if anything is sacred. Mm. So there's several things about the Bernie memes that I don't like. Okay. And I know y'all like the Bernie memes. I know. (laughs) I know you like the Bernie memes. Whatever. I don't like them. First of all, I didn't think they were funny. (laughs) I thought they were Point number one, I don't know what is funny about a man sitting in a chair. It's a terrible premise. It's not a good start for a joke, in my opinion. I thought it was a little sad, honestly. Like, I... Like... I have a real soft spot for little old men. I didn't want to see Bernie be cold. <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah. So I didn't like the premise. I didn't like the premise. I also didn't need jokes for this occasion. Mm-hmm. It really made me feel like it was a poor showing. Like we are so classless that we can't take anything in this country and just be like, oh, that was a nice thing. And there's some tradition to it. Like it really made me feel like nothing is sacred. And I don't like the Bernie memes. And that's what I'm here to say today up on my soapbox. I don't approve of the Bernie memes. Okay. I, um, it's funny that you, um, say that, well, I, I'm not, I don't know if it's funny necessarily. I, I noticed that when you were talking about the pomp and reverence of mm-hmm. the inauguration, I thoroughly enjoyed the inauguration. I didn't get to see all of the swearing in stuff. Um, I tuned in kind of right after that. Um, but I got to see um, the um, Amanda Gora. Um, shoot, I just messed up her name. Um, Gorman. Gorman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, recite her poem, mm-hmm. which was, I mean, I listened to it three times. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there were elements of it that made me feel very, very proud and relieved, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I also roll my eyes a lot at those cir- those ceremonies because I feel like there's so much theater because it's like, okay, so we can manage that. to be. <laughs> I do. I love it. I'm not kidding. I hate the insincerity of it. Like I, I know that they're doing this and they're pretending that they are, they are capable of this, but they refuse to do it the rest of the year. And so I roll my eyes a lot uh, at, oh, the inauthenticity of, yeah, whatever, you guys are acting like we're all about working together and we're all about doing these things. But then tomorrow, you're going to go right back to throwing mud. I can see what you're saying. I can. But for me, it's kind of like when I walk into a board meeting in Chicago, everybody's going to be in a suit. Everybody's going to be nicely dressed. Everybody's going to speak a little more softly, you know, than they will when we go to, you know, dinner afterwards at a, at a fancy bar. I just think that America has lost a level of decorum. Oh, for sure. Sometimes you need to put on those airs. I am totally cool with that. That's why I'm so into the queen. That's why I'm so (laughs) like, I want that. I thought it was spectacular and restorative, and I thought that the Bernie means cheapened it for me. I could totally see that. Like, Mm -hmm. when you shared that with me, I thought, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I can totally see that. It's irreverent. You know, it's taking something that we should, that if, 
that should be sacred and should be, um, you know, a moment where we pause and um, and to take something and poke fun at it. I could totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. But I wasn't bothered by them. I love grumpy people and so the picture of Bernie <laughs> just warmed my heart I just <laughs> I like him anyway and I just like how he's such he's just who he is and I thought that the, the memes were hilarious now I'm kind of over them now like now it's overkill they're just okay we're done but at my first instinct was that it was it cracked me up because I just I enjoy that type of humor but also I was a little bit concerned that I don't ever want somebody to be made fun of. Right. And so when I, I think read, about that too, I'm like, oh, how does poor Bernie right, feel? Right. I was concerned about that because I've been teased a lot and I don't like being teased. And, but when I read his response and that he was joyful about it mm-hmm. and that he was giving a shout out to the teacher who made the mittens mm-hmm. and has shared that story. And I that like now the they're cute. They're really <laughs> and he's cute. made the sweat he's made sweatshirts of the picture and is using them as a fundraiser for meals on wheels i'm cool with that i'm cool with that but i totally hear what you're saying it's like wearing jeans to church i used to i was raised that when you go to church you dress for church Mm -hmm. and i could never wrap my head around going to church casually and then somebody's like well does you know does it matter what you're wearing if as long as you're there i kind of feel like it does i think and i kind of feel like that's maybe what you're saying yeah that's that's just kind of how I feel. And truthfully, I don't know if all of these, you know, feelings about tradition and whatnot played into it. But I literally did not see one that I thought was funny. Oh, I, I truly did not see one. <laughs> I'm like, why is this funny? Like, and I get it. Like, in this case, my sense of humor is the minority. People love them. People love them. And I will tell you, and what's going to happen, I know this is going to happen on the show, too. Now people feel challenged. Right now they're going to make you. They like want. It. They want to send me ones that they thought were really funny. It's fine, people. I don't care if you like them. You just don't, don't understand. You didn't yeah. see this one. Yeah, I, I, I know. You, if you see this one, you'll love it. I don't care if you make them. I don't care if you enjoy them. I don't care if you like them. I still like you. <laughs> I still like you. I just don't like the Bernie memes. Okay, and I don't really need you to send me a bunch. I mean, if you feel you must whatever we can i'm sure we can probably do a thread (laughs) let people put them up but you know like to me the memes are persisting more than the event itself like what are we remembering from it we're remembering the bernie memes you know and i I could i could just do with a little less irreverence i guess yeah i i hear what you're saying and i i do i did wonder whether it overshadowed the significance of what has just happened which is which is huge and i think that a peaceful transfer of power and like that we weren't sure was going to happen yeah and you know democracy still standing and all the past presidents being there you know like i i i probably would have been cooler with like memes of like all the past presidents and like what maybe they were saying to each other or something you know like something that kind of like i don't know i just don't feel like we need memes for everything no we you know? don't but i also if i could in, in 2020 def- we did but it's 2021 <laughs> we're over it one thing that i really liked about the bernie memes is that they were a distraction from the dissension and strife that we've been in for the past month or so where it's been so tense mm-hmm. and people have been posting so much hatred and political 
politically divisive things that the Bernie memes were pretty much not political at all. And I right. they were they were something that was just it was a cultural like a pop culture thing that happened really fast mm-hmm. and was it was a joke that you could share with somebody across political lines and i appreciate it i do think that there's something to be said for that i hope okay. that they don't persist too long though it's time to move on yeah, like bernie has been everywhere now it's We're been done. a full week yeah it's yeah, been a week it's been a full week <laughs> it's it's fine guys it's fine so I don't want to end on a sour note or anything. I would like to say that I think Inauguration Day should be a national holiday. I agree. I don't know what anybody was doing that was more important (laughs) than watching something so refreshing and so normal that signals and signifies what our country is all about, in my opinion. I think everybody should have watched it. I asked my children if they watched it in school. Mm -hmm. Um, My older child watched a little of it. Um, my younger child didn't get to watch any of it, and I made them sit down and watch a portion yeah. of it. Because um, I, I think it's important. I do. I think it's important. I think and so, too. remember back during the debates how I was like, I wanted my kids to watch this because I wanted them to see what America was about. <laughs> and it was a total debacle, right? It didn't work out how it was supposed to, right? Right. Um, but I felt like it was really... Uh, this was something that I was proud for them to watch. It's an example of what we can be. Yes. I agree. I, I think that voting day should be a holiday. And I think that inauguration day should be a holiday. I and that so if too. we want to truly promote patriotism and love for our country, that we should hold these days Those should sacred. be things that we value. I, I totally agree. agree. Yeah. <sighs> That's pretty much it. That was our big showdown. That was our big fight. <laughs> The, the, most, the big fight. The most the kind and understanding disarmament. I knew it was going to be like, I, I, I knew that we were just going to, you know. I, because what always happens is you say, yeah, I see your point. <laughs> and I say, yeah, I see your point. I think like, I'm really difficult to fight with. Because yeah. I can almost always see somebody's point. Because we're both very like, yeah. You know, we've talked before that I would either be the best or worst judge in the world. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good one. Uh-huh, yeah. But uh, this guy's got one, too. I yeah. Got a point too. I don't know, guys. You, you know, guys need to work it out. <laughs> you guys, I feel like we can work this out. <laughs> That's what we've got today. Let's give the people some homework. Don't forget your homework. Keep working toward those goals, people. Eat some toast. <laughs> Maybe start a GoFundMe for my kids' restaurant dreams. <laughs> you can you can put that in my name. They'll be fine. I'll pass it on to them. <laughs> Read Calypso. Stop looking at those stupid Bernie memes. <laughs> Send them to me. Send them to Heather. <laughs> Heather. Not me. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time. Bye.